Yowzers, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Brothers Podcast. Give a round of applause for yourselves. Start off with Wowzers. 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 Okay. World full of haters. Who is going to do that for you? I'm your host, Dante Chase Bridges, aka Dante Chase Bridges, along with my co host. State your name, bro. Steven City P. Watson, and together that would make us the goddamn brothers. Oh, yeah. People, gentlemen, lend me your ears. We got an important topic that we want to discuss today. We are talking about something that the black community wants to know. Yes. Where are all our goddamn black leaders? Where? Where are they? But before we do any of that, we need to get into something that we call. Town Hall Business. Mississippi, come on, man. As always, we like to shout out our official DJ JMC, who is his own label, his own group, Daydreams to Reality, started their own clothing line. Oh, okay. So, yes, soon, soon, very soon, you're going to see Daydreams to Reality t shirts, Daydreams to Reality hats. They already started to support the brand. We holler at my young brother JMC Jeremy Williams on his Facebook page and find out. In a middle while, we're gonna post the JM the Dangerous to Reality link to the Brothers Club, so you sure to check that out when you get some merchandise off them. Support young black entrepreneurs. Also, shout out to of course our young brother. Uh, Ryan Watkins for At My Mama's Table, part of the Brothers Hub. He just recently moved into his own place. Again, shout outs to you. Also, shout out to our boy Reggie Price for At My Mama's Sorry, not At My Mama's Table. I could be wrong, but I doubt it. He's also just landed a new gig. We holler at him. Congratulations to him. We are going to be giving an outline of our next weekly lineup very, very soon. In fact, it's going to be probably in the next week or two. We're going to do that weekly lineup so y'all can know every week to tune in to this Brothers Hub for every new podcast. Yes, 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 yes. And of course, shout out to all our viewers who tune in every single week, especially our number one fan, Keisha Hudson's popped up. And all our fans tuning in every week. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Because without y'all, we wouldn't be here. What you got? All right. Shout out to a station that's been holding us now from the very beginning. Shout out to WIAN Radio in Nashville, Tennessee. Not Memphis, Tennessee. Not Memphis, Tennessee. Nashville, Tennessee. And shout out to us, okay? Shout out to the Brothers Foundation that is currently being in construction. Uh, we've already talked about it, and we need y'all to donate. We're going to be doing a lot of, lot of, lot of important programs for these black boys transitioning into their college careers, and we need all the support we can get. So if you can hit us at man's gonna tell you what the link is i apologize for the last couple of weeks i've been getting it wrong apparently so let me do it right this time believe it is http description was in the link anyway all right http colon slash slash www.paypal.me me me slash the brothers as once again http colon slash slash www.paypal.me slash the brothers is in the current description right now please hit that link and donate we're putting this money to a good cause and for all those that have businesses small businesses and needs write-offs this is a not-for-profit 501c3 so if you donate then your donation funds are tax deductible yes also you will be like you said 
supporting a very dope cause. We always talk about uh, retooling the black community. And the first thing we need is young black men that's going to do that. And so this is what this program does. It takes the best and the brightest African-American students and it puts them through college where they get supported. And when they get out, they'll have a network, a career network that they can fall on. So we need y'all to support, support, support. Donate, donate, donate. Spread awareness, spread awareness, spread awareness. Spread it. And that's all for me. Okay. So, you got anything else for the people? Um, That's up for my ass. So, let's go ahead and jump into what's a couple of things going on. What's really good out here what's in good the out streets? Here? So, did you hear about there was a recent Democratic debate going on? What's it? What do you call that? Whatever the hell they call it. More rigmarole. That's what we really call it. More rigmarole. Well, it got a little zesty at the Democratic debate when Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren got a little bit candid off camera after the show was over when Elizabeth Warren went over to Bernie Sanders at the debate and said, I think you called me a liar on TV. Wow. Called me a liar on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, it feels like the Democratic Party is just imploding right now. Before our very eyes, this is probably one of the greatest comedy shows you'll ever see. Well, the funny thing about the Democratic Party is, man, I, I hope nobody supports them, especially if you have the African-American view, because they have never done too many things to support the African-American community. And even though, you know, as black people, we had these talking points like, uh, we all got to be Democrats. We all from Africa. All that bull. But if you look back on who's actually helped black people for the past five years, it's actually been the Republicans. So keep that bullshit over there. And then you got to compartmentalize this. It's all entertainment, people. It's all entertainment. Politics ain't nothing but entertainment. And to be honest with you, like I said, they helped us. Republicans don't give a shit about us either. No, they're, they're, they're opposite sides of the same bird. Just different wings. You know what I've always said about the Democrats and Republicans, right? What's that? Democrats and Republicans like a it's like a bad date. At least one of them's gonna be honest with you that you're trying to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you take your wild guess which one it is. Okay, that's, that, that's great, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Our next topic is a little bit more humorous as well. Ava, there's two actually two different instances. One, Miss Ava Duvani. You remember who Ava Duvani is? Yeah, I do. Ava Duvani, of course, of course, the director of When They See Us, recently got on Twitter and was a little bit displeased with Stephen King, her supposed idol. Because Stephen King made a comment saying he would not assess movies based on diversity. He won't use diversity as a factor, and apparently that little rubbed Ava Duvani a little bit the wrong way. Yeah. Not to mention also another good black powerful queen, Miss Issa Rae, who was a part of a Oscar nomination special when it was discovered that there was a whole list of the best director category featured nothing but white directors and there was no blacks. Shout out to that new movie she got coming out. Yes, with the photograph. Yeah, yes, photograph. I'm, I'm actually a real fan. I'm going to see that. So she made a little smart comment, which she says, it's actually a very cool comment. She says, congratulations to all those men. <laughs> when it's a little bit of a, little bit, you know, a little jab, but not only just being men, but you know, white men, because of course there's no black women being nominated because they're supposed to be candidates. First of all, I'm gonna give you your thought. Why do you feel about that? I feel like to say that you're not looking at color is basically to say I'm absent of somebody else's culture. 
I, I hate when people try to make that excuse mm -hmm. because you know in order to see me in order to see where I'm coming from especially like with the movie when they see us you have to observe someone's color because someone's color is engulfed in their culture so that's a bullshit excuse that people need to get on code about because as soon as anybody I don't give a fuck if it's Stephen King or Bernard King from the New York Knicks as soon as someone starts to talk in that type of rhetoric they're trying to tell you that they are dismissing you because color is culture mm -hmm. so that's what I really feel about it. you know what I really honestly feel why is there such a fight for white inclusion. Why? Why do we tend to get really butthurt when white people don't like including us into their shit? Because we've been brainwashed for the past, I would say, 80 years. It feels like that hasn't been. Started so off with Martin Luther King when he led that civil rights movement and we celebrate him, but he told us that he is walking us into a burning building and they are locking the doors on us. That's what he told us. And it started when you wanted integration. Shout out, also shout out to have Martin Luther King birthday tomorrow. So, you know, his birthday was just what? Wednesday? Started with, yeah. Yes. Started with yes, Martin Luther King. So, Happy birthday, Dr. King. I don't want to disrespect Martin Luther King, but Martin Luther King know he did something wrong because when you integrate somebody, you're trying to be a part of their system instead of being segregated but equal, having all the resources you need but going your own separate way. So basically what I'm saying is it's really trivial that two women of this stature are out here complaining about white inclusion when they really never gave a damn about us in the first damn place. Yes. Kind of wasting your time and you're beating your chest for no real, real reason. They shouldn't even be thinking about white inclusion. White inclusion should not even exist anymore. I don't... It, and this, this is just a microcosm, this situation mm -hmm. of... Why black people's mind and thinking is so fucking warped? Like, why do you always want to be validated by That's all I'm asking about. That's literally what it race. is. Why do you have to like the NFL, like uh, Hollywood, like all these big entities that are basically white-owned? Why are you trying to be so validated? And not only that, why do you then get so mad that you want to sue them so you can get integrated into their society and they don't fucking want you. That's like when you was in high school and you wanted to be with the cool kids and they didn't want you to be there, so you fucking sued the cool kids in order to sit at their lunch table. Why are you suing them? Make your own lunch table. Right. Get you some friends, y'all start your own thing, and then your lunch table will be the cool kid lunch table. It's kind of weird because it it's, always, it's like we're system like this circle around and around to we want to be appreciated and respected as equals to white society. They don't give a fuck about us. Get your own goddamn lunch table, people. They don't care. They want to be in part of our circle. Why is it that? And that's another reason I always wonder about why we're consistently always allowing everybody into our culture, but we have to jump through hurdles to get into theirs. We have this mentality of. Um, we almost feel bad, ashamed of the fact if we want to seclude or keep out any other culture like we're in the wrong. We've been brainwashed so bad that we don't even see that keeping our culture to ourselves and not mm -hmm. letting anybody in is a basic form of survival. Yes. It's a basic form. You go, if you live in Chicago or any big metropolitan city, mm -hmm. how many Chinatowns you see? 
Do they be waiting for a Shaki's chicken and waffle soul food nah. place to come in there? Is Greek, you know, is 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 all these different places waiting for 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 Lucille's house of ribs to come in there? No, no, because they understand to segregate is survival. Yes, we're the only race right now that feels that in order to survive, we need to include all other races. Yes, because also it's one. like it's like it's like we're kind of going through some bit of an identity crisis right now. We don't even know who the hell we are, but we need everyone else's opinion to assess who we are. In the words of my late grandfather, rest in peace. Y'all hustling backwards. You're hustling backwards. Yeah. And we've been hustling backwards for a while. For a mighty, mighty long time. Alright, I think we've I would have had two more, but we gotta we kinda rebrand that topic a little bit longer. So why don't we just jump right to the top? Because you know why we jumping in? Because that was the perfect segue. Because yeah. people, today we are discussing something that we need to talk about. Yes. Why aren't there more black leaders? Let that marinate. Yeah. How many black leaders do you know? Throw me a name out. Do y'all know any real black leaders right now today? Tell me. How many of y'all know them, like, just off the top of your head, do you have, do you know any black leaders? We want y'all to marinate on that because right now we're going to take us a 10, 15 second break so y'all can recalibrate y'all minds and we can smack y'all upside the head with this time. So go. And make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. Yes, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Also, donate to the Brothers Foundation. The Brothers Foundation. And the link right there. Yes. We want you to donate to that worthy cause. People, if it's $1, $5, $10, $25, whatever it is, donate, donate, donate to help these young black men. I want you to donate all the money you can. And we're back. All right. Now, people, I hope you you know you got your can of pop and you got some popcorn because we're going about to talk about something that we need to talk about. Yes. And that is, where are all these black leaders at? I don't think I don't think anyone has one that popped up in their head right now. Now, I think a couple of people might have said, you know, I don't know, you know, I'm just, you know, educated guess. You might have said, well, what about uh, Barack Obama? Mm. What about Al Sharp? <laughs> what about Jesse Jackson? <laughs> what about snitches, snitches. Kamala Harris? Uh, snitches, snitches. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that most of you all probably named several few because you thought, what the hell are you talking about? There are several black leaders that I listen to on radio and see every day on BET. And you would have no idea what they've actually done to help you. Yes. And that's why the brothers is going to break down exactly why aren't there any black leaders. But before we get into that, we need to know what are the requirements in order to be an actual leader of the black people. Well, I won't, I won't, I'm, I'm going to set you up because okay. I want you to dive into this. Okay. I'm, I'm going to take a pause and you tell us. What do you feel? Some of the well, I'll tell you, well, it's real simple because 
One of the major things that people need to understand that this whole game is based on politics. You got to be aware of the political game and the structure before you decide you want to be a black leader because everything is going through politics. You have to be willing to negotiate, you have to be willing to talk, you have to be able to market and just politicize with any person around you in order to get the game done. Here, the reason why we is is because black people view politics as a form of racial equality. Now, in a 2016 Pew Research Center states that 38% of blacks view, view politics and being in office as a bigger asset for equality. 38%! That means we believe that in the only way we can become equal footing to the next person to or any other race out there is that we have to have a foothold in the political game. So for a black leader, it's almost like it's mandatory that you need to know what you're doing when you get into a in this political game. You gotta know what you're gonna be running for, what you're backing, what you're supporting, all that. And you gotta also remember where you came from. And that's one of the hard things too. Give me one good example of what you should know, what you're supporting, if you want to be a leader for black people. Well, let's take an example what you just gave, Kamala Harris. What exactly did Kamala Harris represent? Well, Kamala Harris had a lot of little catchy little tunes about what she wanted to represent, about going to uh, black people to get strive towards a black women want to be more uplifting and more empowering in positions of authority. But in the meantime, she also put a sample on hindering the black community, especially in LA. For instance, that her turnover rate in, in Los Angeles, she incarcerated far more black people, mostly black men, than any other culture in the, any other DA in the history of, what, California? Yes. Maybe across the world, across the country, in the United States. So the problem is, is that if you're dealing with somebody like Kamala Harris, and you have this this idea that this is what you want to portray, and yet your background doesn't check out well, it's really hard for the black community to say whether or not you're representing us. Even though you may have an understanding of how the political game works, you don't know necessarily what if you're doing the right thing. See, one thing I understand about Kamala Harris that she probably learned is the art of deception. She knows exactly what to say to get people behind her. The only problem with this, the reason why this didn't work this time is because we've already heard this song and dance with her. This is not the first time we've heard from her. And she ain't the first black candidate. We brought up Jesse Jackson. We brought up Al Sharpton. These are the same brothers that ran for presidency and they gave us sold us a bag of goods too. We know this song and dance. She doesn't tell us anything different. No. So it's not like we knew what we didn't know what we were getting ourselves into dealing with Kamala Harris. But the point is, like the overall point is. Having an understanding in politics is going to get you very far ahead of the game. Because you have to be understand, these people write laws. These people cut checks. These people do a lot of business. That's in the public and under the table. Did you uh, know that Cory Booker dropped out? That was, yes, I just learned that earlier this week, Cory Booker dropped out. He gone. So now we basically have no black candidates left. None. 
Zero. Not a single black candidate is left now in this Democratic presidential nomination. Not one. We're down to basically Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Now, last time I checked, they don't look like us, do they? Not at all. So, I don't personally understand where it is that we fall off so badly because I think we don't know what we want in a black leader. So one thing I think is very paramount is that we need an understanding of how the political game works. It doesn't even have to be thorough, but just a complete understanding to know what we need to do to get shit done. What do you My thought is, before you talk about anything dealing with a black leader, there's a couple of things that you must know. The very important thing you must know is if your black leader is in politics, then he is not a black leader because there are no black leaders in politics. Now, let me say, let me clarify what I said, y'all. You said you have to have an understanding of the political game. That doesn't mean you're in it, but you have to have an understanding of it. There are no black leaders in politics. And the reason why is very simple. And let me just break this down to you. I'm just break this down real little. Steve, this your house, right? Yeah. You run everything in this goddamn house. Yes. I come in here and say, I want to represent this house. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, would you let me paint this whole place purple? No. Would you let me change around your whole kitchen's area? No. Would you let me take these couches out, throw them out, and put me in some velvet blue couches? No. Okay. So, why won't you let me do that? Because that's not what I want. Exactly. So, the reason why you don't want it, and the reason why you can tell me not to do it, is because you own the house. Exactly. You own the house of politics. So, a black person coming into politics... You have to understand that they don't own that house. So whatever that they can do or not do is going to be up to the owner. And the owner is not of your black hue. Okay? So that's the first thing. Black people, if you're looking for politics for black leaders, your ass is dead wrong. Prime example, Al Sharpton went from religion into politics, which is kind of the same thing because the 501c3 is about politics. He used the 501c3 to ban the fact that he can't talk about certain political aspects, but yet he gives his opinion on Al Sharpton's day about politics, which he technically and legally can't do under federal jurisdictions. Did you know that shit? So whatever he says is regulated by the government. Mm -hmm. So when you listen to Al Sharpton, he has to be watched and filtered by the federal regulation system of the United States before he says anything about black people. That's why he always pushed things like black and brown get together Anybody say, well, can't black people get together for themselves? He say, no, black and brown get together because that's what the United States government wants. So getting back, there is no black leaders in politics, only figureheads. You want to know how deep that is? Let's take a little bit of a history lesson. Did you know in 1965, there were no black 
members of the United States Senate. Zero. There were no members of the Black Senate. There were no governors at all that were black. And in the House of Representatives, there was only six. Six black people. That was in 1965. Some of your parents remember that. Your parents remember that shit. Your grandparents remember that shit. There was nobody black representing the political game. Now you can go up there saying it has evolved now since then. Okay, you want to break down? Let's go do a breakdown currently right now. Breakdown, son. There are only 52 members of the House of Representatives that are African American currently right now. There are only three black senators currently. And yet, to this day, there's still not a single black governor in the entire United States. But here's my opinion of it, and it ain't going against what you're saying. Why do I, as a black person wanting black agendas, give a goddamn if a black governor, a black mayor, a black house of representative, a black senate is on the floor when if you look at what politics is, that even if they vote, their vote is controlled by a white majority. Ah, so the only thing you're doing, and I'm gonna let you talk, is being a figurehead so that black people can look and say, well, at least a black person's face is represented in government politics, but the agenda is still going to be carrying out white political strategies. My nigga, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga, my nigga. What did we just talk about earlier about Ava and Issa? We just talked about Ava and Issa. White inclusion. And that's why I just said at the beginning, if you're looking for a black leader, there are no black leaders in politics because that is white inclusion in a sense. So let me just say this. One of the biggest requirements that you need from a black leader is number one, not to be a part of the political machine. And number two, to be self or community funded. Because everything deals with money at the end of the day. Always. Now, well, if, how you get it or not, don't matter. Now, the reason why a lot of these laws get passed that these schools get turned into private prisons is because the people that got the money are funding this, aka lobbyists. So in order for you to have a black leader, there's something that old people say all the time. You can't lead people if you can't feed people. I'm gonna say that one more time. You can't lead people if you can't feed people. So, in order for you to have a legitimate black leader, that leader has to be funded by the black community so that they can actually do change and not have a lobbyist or a person that wanna push cigarettes or a person that wanna tear down black community centers and build malls that's going to um, benefit the white majority company holders. You need to have somebody that is ran strictly by the black community's agenda. And in order to do that, you need money. And that really is easier said than done, isn't it? Oh, definitely, definitely. That's very a lot easier said than done. But it's it's so it's so simple, it's complex. Yeah. It's so simple, it's complex. Because the reason that there aren't any black leaders is because you need to eat. So the black leaders go to the white government in order to get the money in order for them to eat because there's no money in preaching about 
what black people need to do. You need to get a paycheck so you can have a house to live in. And that's why you get the Al Sharptons. That's why you get the Kamala Harris's, the Cory Booker's, even the, the, uh, the oh, Barack Obama's. You know, all of these people that are political figureheads, they are ran by the system. I'm going to say this one statistic that I'm sure 95% of people don't know. Who is the richest president ever? Who is the richest president ever? Who do you think is the richest president ever? You would say what, the Roosevelt? Was it Teddy Roosevelt? Teddy Roosevelt. The richest president ever in the history of the United States. Don't tell me it's not Donald Trump. Nope. Not Donald Trump at all. Barack Obama. Well, ain't that a bitch. Barack Obama is the richest president in the history of the United States. And the reason why he is because Barack Obama's grandfather was actually one of the leaders of European stock and investments that was funding the Barack Obama situation from the very beginning. And he is white as snow. So a lot of the political leaders that you think is black and gives the black voice and the black community and the black agenda are actually ran and funded by the most whitest of the lilliest whitest of the lilliest whitest white superiority white government white regulated white trust fund babies there is not even in the united states but on the face of this earth remember kamala harris is married to a white man and she's from the caribbean a lot of these another thing and then we're going to move on. A lot of these people that you call black, we need to have a little bit of separation in this word black because it's too inclusive. A lot of the Caribbeans do not support the blacks that are from the United States. But if you look into all of your black leaders, you start to see that damn near all of the black leaders have Caribbean heritage. Yeah. And that's not on accident. It's because that their system is bought into the white superiority system. But you just don't know that they get funded. The Candace Owens, the Kamala Harris's, all these people are from a caste system in the Caribbean that don't like black people. So stop thinking that everybody like you because even all skin folk ain't kin folk. And these are Caribbean people that act like they're on the black people's side, but really ain't. Well, let's see, now that brings something to my mind, because now I feel like, have we, as black people, become like so disenfranchised that we can't trust anyone really to lead us at this point? We're like really at a point where it's like, we know these political leaders, we see the people as trying to rise up be political leaders, but you know they're part of some type of system of control. Right. We know we can't trust these people. We know they're not from somebody we know of, but we've never heard of. Like, be honest, Obama came out almost out of nowhere and he became, pre he became president of the United States. About 10, 15 years ago, not nobody even knew who the fuck Barack Obama was or whatever that. He was a senator. 15 years ago, he was a grassroots dude down here trying to get a, a, a city inspection permit and couldn't get that. Yeah. Most of, uh, I think it was Bobby Rush a couple of times when he went to the Illinois Senate. This mm -hmm. dude was a nobody before you even knew. And all it took was a show, a spit on Oprah Winfrey and everybody became Obamanites. Even we, even I did, I'm, mm -hmm. I admit that. I was part of that day. But we all did it for our own separate reasons. Now we learned, we learned to know a little bit better. But the problem is, is that I think we're so untrusting 
in these new leaders. That it's almost like we don't know if we can really back anybody. We can't back anybody that we know. We can't back anybody we care about. We always think there's an agenda. What are you trying to pull? Because we, as a people, we have been so run through the ringer by so many political games, by so many authoritative games, that it's almost like nowadays you can't even go outside and see something on CNN of another presidential candidate that may or may not look like you and wonder to yourself, this motherfucker I'm gonna give you the one solution and this is the only thing you ever need to know the way that you can trust that person and the way you don't have trust for that person is this simple thing if you or your black community ain't directly giving that politician or giving that leader money mm -hmm. then you can't trust them because this whole political agenda is based on people giving money in order to get their agendas driven. Yes. And if black people, instead of going to the voting polls, mm -hmm. because that's the easiest thing to do, because it don't take no money to get up and vote. Yeah. And that's something that we don't talk about. Right. It don't take no money to get up and vote. Okay? Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of times we get stuck on, oh, did you vote? No, I ain't vote. <laughs> You damn near get slapped by an old black lady right. if you tell her that you didn't vote. But that same black lady needs to understand that that's not how politics work. That's what you call the decadent veil. That's the facade of politics. Right. They need you to believe that in order to get their real agendas passed. So back to what I said. If you are not funding your black leader specifically, yeah. and not only that, you got to look at who's funding them at the same time. Because if you're funding your black leader and think he's going to change West Pool, Roseland, Westside, K-Town, P-Town, all these places that affect black people, then you need to find out who the hell is giving him his money. Because if a private prison system is giving him his money in order for him to run his campaign, yeah. Then he ain't for you. Don't give a damn how black he is. He can be black as Yapikoto. He can be black as hell. It does not matter who is funding him. If you're not funding him, black people, in your black community, then don't trust them. Wise men always say you got to follow the money trail to get to the root of the issue. Exactly. Follow the money trail because that's how you know who the hell is who. And you know who's backing them. Mm -hmm. And my problem is, like I said, we're so disenfranchised now that the black dollar don't really mean that much. Which is exactly what they want. Right. That's exactly what this game wants, what the society wants from us. The black the dollar don't mean shit to us. We don't put our money behind anything. Our money is so diluted down into every endeavor and any other business endeavors out there that have no support for us. So we can't really really put our money behind anyone. Huh? We can't. And that's been our hindrance and our issue. Obama ran basically off his own back pocket. Okay? He didn't really need that much help. He already had money. Mm -hmm. Kamala Harris kind of the same way. But she actually got some grants from some rich white folks. Because that's who they wanted to represent. Like we don't get nobody. Let me say something else. Just a prime example. We talk about black leaders and do we actually necessarily need black leaders? Well, let's look at it like this. If you live in the city of Chicago or any big metropolitan city, there's always a thing called a Chinatown. Yes. There's always a Chinatown. And you don't ever see a Chinese politician running trying to get the votes of black and Caucasian and Polak people. You don't see that. You wanna why? 
The reason why you don't necessarily see it is because he don't need it. He got everything they need inside of their own community. And their communities, no matter what metropolitan city you go to, is the most thriving, is the most inclusive, is the most budding economic community that there is inside of that city. Yes. And that's because they are segregated but equal because they rely on their own resources and they rely on their own nations in order to get their funding. Yes, sir. You don't see Yang Maine running for office. You don't see Yang Maine in the city council trying to get the black vote. They don't need it. They got enough numbers, and it's a small concentration in Chinese towns and you know around the United States. But they got enough numbers, and they got enough resources, and they got enough dollars, and they got enough game plans in order to fund themselves. Because some of you might not know what Chinese people do, and uh, you might have heard this, you might not. But, and this is what black people should do. Let's talk about real estate. When Chinese people want to own real estate and want to buy your blocks, you know what they do? Five Chinese people will go take a test. Test could be a hundred questions long. You got 20 questions, you got 20 questions, you got 20 questions, you got 20, you got 20. That's a hundred, okay? They'll then go back after they have composited the test for themselves, take it, give it to the other Chinese person other Chinese family member, they all remember the test, go back and get their real estate broker's licenses. And then now they have the requirements in order to take over a block. That's them working together, working smarter than harder. That's a game plan. That's a system that they've been doing for a long time that a lot of people don't know about. Black people be wanting to be so, I'm better than you. Right. My shit don't stink like yours stink. I got more than you got because we... But at the same time, that's what poor people do. Poor people try to show you that I'm better than you in some type of way. Right. A person with a mentality to feel like I need for my whole community to thrive starts to do things like those Chinese people do. And that's another thing, the mentality. You can't have a black leader when you got this me first mentality. Because a black leader means that you have to follow. So can you do that? And that's exactly the reason why, because when we necessarily need leadership or a face of the people, it's almost like you're putting up a front. Because you know deep down inside that they don't represent you. Mm-hmm. Unless you're backing them. Like we said before, they're not financially backing if you're not financially backing them, they're really not for you. They're not for you. So all they are is a face it's like being a businessman and you got a brand. And they're the face of the brand. They are they the face of the brand because you're paying them to be the face of the brand, or are they the face of the brand because they got a sponsor outside that says I need him to be the face of the brand. We're the brand, but a white man's our sponsor, and this white man who's our sponsor puts the face out there, mm-hmm. and that's the politician that claims to represent the brand when they don't represent the brand. Damian Lillard don't own Nike. He's just a person that is on the logo. Yes. You know, Dwayne Wade ain't a part of Jumpman. He's not a co-owner. He's just a person on the logo. Jay-Z wasn't necessarily a real owner. He owned less than 1% of the Brooklyn Nets when he had them. He was just a person, a frontman, a face, yeah. so that the Brooklyn Nets can get that black buzz so they can start to get their arena popping, and it worked, okay? 
So first of all, before you can get a black leader, you gotta understand the pitfalls and the games that be played as far as what's a black leader and what's a black face representative. You got to basically separate those two. Black leader, black face representative. Okay, a black leader is for the people. A black face representative is representing a big entity that's going to get your money, but not going to give you any benefits. Because all of that Brooklyn Center that they built with Jay Z, guess how many contractors were African American that built that arena in Brooklyn? Uh, I'm gonna guess no one. Not one. No. Not one contractor, subcontractor that built that arena that had Jay Z's face all splattered on there mm -hmm. was a black contract company. And you imagine that right now, even in the city of Chicago, we're supposed to get the Barack Obama Presidential Library coming up. Unless you want to take a wild guess how many contractors I know that look like us. It's not hard, people. Now, at the same time, what they do, they got these certain ways that they write laws in because dealing with the NFL, they got this thing called the Rooney Rule. The, Ru the Rudy Rule Rudy. in the NFL. And that says that you got to give a black coach a shot to interview. Yeah. But at the same time, only thing that is, that's just a legal loophole. Yeah. Okay. That's we, just all right. That's part, that. part of the process. And now we're going to move on to what we're really going to do. Right. So don't really get consumed if you see some talk called affirmative action. Don't really get consumed if you see things that like the Rudy Rule. What you need to be worried about is the fact of how can I come together with somebody that's like minded, that's of your hue and then build some together. Because you don't have to have one black leader representing all the black people of the United States. That is a lot of fucking people. But just like in the city of Chicago, if you got three people in the West Pullman community representing the West Pullman community, giving back, just like the brothers. The brothers is black. We black leaders. Yeah. Because when I talk about the Brothers Foundation, you know who we helping? We helping black boys in the Chicago area become black men that are, first of all, they're entrepreneurial, they are career driven, but they're coming back to the black community because they was funded by a black foundation that got them to the point where they can get a college degree, that got them to the point where they can earn a trade, that got them, that told them their interpersonal skills. So they gonna come back to the black community and they gonna rebuild the black community. That's what you call a black leader. A black leader don't necessarily gotta be on TV shouting and screaming and making you feel good for what he's saying. A black leader is somebody that can go under the radar and create an economic networking system that can help you and your daughter get a strong black man to represent her family. Now that's some black leaders right there. I'm a black leader. That's what we mean by black leaders. So are there black leaders? Hell yeah. We are the black leaders. But if you're looking for TV, you're looking at Good Morning America, you're looking at BET when they do Black Girls Rock, you're looking at all that, which is sponsored by Viacom, one of the most white supreme, one of the most white regulated. They are basically obliterating anybody that's trying to come in, that's trying to do something that's going to be pro-black. And I ain't talking about with a dashiki, but I'm talking about somebody that's going to come in, going to say African-Americans have to work at this network type of pro-black, okay? Right. Viacom run all that, BET, MTV, VH1. So even though it's black owned, that's black face. Right. That's not black leaders. Right. That's what we're trying to get y'all to understand. Right. So, all that is basically saying is, do we actually need somebody that's one of us? 
to be a black leader. I think that's more vital now more than ever. You goddamn right we need one of it's us. It's more vital now because a lot of people were saying, well, you know, there's a lot of white people that come out there represent black communities and like, I wish the fuck you would believe that. Me as a black person could only represent a white community or white agenda so much because at the end of the day, we all just humans, animals, self-preservation. Yes. How, and if we talking about self preservation how can a white man want to help the black community which means they rise and his community goes down because it's an inverse effect what goes up some gonna have to come down why would he help us be better than him prime example when we're talking about the president the democratic presidential nomination can i say that one more time the democrat go ahead why would a white representative, a white leader, a white politics that's for black people, why would he help black people rise, which inversely lets white people go down? It, it defies the law of self-preservation. So do we need black leaders for black agendas? You goddamn right. And if you think that there's somebody else that's not of your ethnicity or race that's going to help or is going to genuinely innately help, your ass is crazy. Because where's the bottom line? That person from Mari from Jump ain't even struggling the way you struggle. They ain't had to survive the way you had to survive. They don't even look like you. They already getting a free pass. It's not a secret. It's not something new. We hear this every single day. Like I just brought up the whole election. You think if Bernie Sanders seems to be a runaway lock to win the nomination, but do you think he's out there representing black people no matter what he says on a, on a platform? No. Every time they bring up reparation to Bernie Sanders for African Americans, Bernie Sanders basically say, I can't talk about that, we're not doing it. Every single damn time. And I'm gonna tell uh, black people something that they don't know. Reparations is actually illegal in the United States. Did y'all know that? How's that? African Americans can't get reparations because when it comes to the United States, when it comes to supreme law, which is case law, that's the law of the land, you cannot give a people a specific amount of money and you don't know specifically who they are. Because when we say black people, that's a lot of people, but it's a lot of nations in black people. There's, did you come from Africa? Did you come from the Caribbean? Did you come from South America? Where did you come from? Right. They cannot racially give a lot of people money, which is reparations, if they don't know where you came from. So black people can never get uh, reparations because it's illegal to do so. Is that so, what the whole Eidos movement is talking about? Eidos movement has switched. First of all, Eidos is a, um, you know, a, American descendants of slavery right. movement. Yeah. It's basically an offshoot to the Democratic Party because what they're now starting to do, which is ran by Antonio Moore, and that's the front man for it now. They are starting to tell all the black people that support ADOS to go to the democratic movement. Yeah. But the ADOS is nothing but a movement to make black people say, okay, we might be able to get reparation. Then all of a sudden the baby switch where they're supporting the democratic party because that's what they were for all along. So what you have to understand, reparation in the form of a check to every black person in the United States is literally illegal in the United States. What you have to do is find out your specific heritage. Because when you say American descendants of slavery, all of us want slaves. I'm black, but my people want slaves. 
he, his people couldn't have been slaves. So who is the real slaves? And then when you really bark down to it, if you say American descendants of slaves, that ain't all black people because there were millions of white people that was descendants of slaves in the United States. So who will really start getting that money? So you have to really, really understand that a lot of this shit is just bait and switch tactics. Yeah. ADOS wasn't nothing but a Democratic Party's way of getting more black people on their side while presenting it in a box of a black struggle. That's all it was. In a nutshell. So watch out for your black leaders. And like my man said, if you trace back that money mm -hmm. and it don't show up to a black company, a black investment group, a black trust fund, a RIT that's dealing with real estate, if it don't show up to none of that, then don't mess with it. The bottom line is, is that, like I said, the money trail leads to everything. You need to understand who they look like, who they are, what they represent. And that's why I said money makes all of that possible. Everything in this political game is run by money. Everything that's run, damn near everything in this world is run by money. Our money don't mean nothing. We have to make it worth something in order to get what we want out of this game. Like I said, we can't have black politicians, but we need to know what the game is. And they are in this game, a lot of us don't know it. I just gave you a stat earlier, but that don't mean the damn thing. We, may, we need to be a part of politics in order to be on an equal playing field. No, we don't. I'm tired, and like, to be honest with you, I'm tired of this inclusion shit. I don't need to be included. I'm tired of it. I'm actually at a point where I was like, fuck this inclusion shit. Like, I brought up the whole argument about Issa and Ava, Issa Rae and Ava Devani and their complaints about white inclusion. I'm tired. I'm sitting there looking at this and I'm like, why the fuck do y'all care? And isn't Issa Rae African? Ain't she from Tanzania? Like a lot of these people yeah. that they be prompting up as black leaders of people that's going to talk about the black topic in different media outlets like Madame Dewar or Grio or uh -huh. they're not even of American black descendancy. They're actually, like I said, from Africa, from Caribbean, from places that actually poo-poo black Americans. She's got a hit TV, a hit show. Love secure. We love it. <laughs> but it's on HBO. And last time we checked, HBO ain't black owned. I mean, you can love the certain things that they do, but I love, love the game I'm, first. I don't even, I don't, I'm really looking forward to season yeah, four. I love Insecure, but I ain't getting it twisted. Right. Lisa Ray is not my black leader. I know where she's no. from, and I know what pol uh, politics that she actually stands for. She's our black entertainer. Candace Owens ain't my black leader. I know the type of politics she stands for, and I know where her family came from. Kamala Harris wasn't my black leader. I knew that she was from that caste system in the Caribbean. She's one of our black comedians. That's funny if you yeah, really yeah, meant yeah, black yeah. politics, but you said comedians. Yes, yes. She <laughs> comes from that Jamaican caste system, which doesn't like black Americans. So instead of just saying, where are our black leaders? Maybe you need to be saying is, where aren't our black leaders? Let's understand the game so we can separate some of these people pretending to be for black people yeah. from the people that are really for black people. Anybody that's giving you truth is a black leader. I'm gonna say it like that. If, you're, if they're giving you truth, they're a black leader. Whether it hurt, whether it's not something you wanna hear, like when I said that black reparation thing, it's illegal for black people to get it, then that's what the law says. Listen to somebody that's trying to give you truth. 
that's a black leader. Anybody that's trying to make your boo-boo feel better by kissing it is not a black leader. Trust me, because God forbid we need to stop trying to sugarcoat every fucking thing. They're blackface representatives, and don't sugarcoat it like my man said. Yeah. Well, I'm done. I'm, Are you done? I'm done, too. I think I, I'll say one more other thing What's going with on? that. Um, to tell you how cold this game is with this black leadership, Dr. Martin Luther King, in the 60s, you had the Civil Rights Movement, which led to the Civil Rights Act. To tell you how cold this whole system is, the Civil Rights Act was not even for black people. The Civil Rights Act was actually for Native Americans because it was, it was actually called the Native American, the Indian Civil Rights Act. But black people adopted it said that this is what we overcame and then the Native Americans reaped all the benefits. How do you think that the so-called Native Americans now get all these casinos with all of this money? Is that why they call it the Indigenous Peoples Act? Indigenous People's Rights is for black people to start to reclaim who they truly are. That is a way to reclaim who you truly are. Because like I said, my people weren't owned by no slaves. So I can't get no money from slavery. My people own oil in Mississippi. They're from Anding Yazoo County. We were a part of the Blackfoot and the Choctaw tribes, going all the way back to the 15, 14, 1300s. So I couldn't get no money for that. But you got to know who you are to know where you're going, okay? Right. And that's a black leader. He's going to tell you what you need to know so you can make the right decision instead of the decision that seemed right. And I'm done. Well, that will conclude another episode of The Brothers. We're getting better at this yeah. all every day. We're getting better. We're getting longer, too, because we haven't done that in a while, but we're getting better. We're getting better. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank y'all for tuning in. We think, hopefully, we learned something. And as always, if you have a disagreement with what we're saying, please open it up for discussion. Post it. We'll try to reply as soon as possible. Let's open the forum for discussion. We're always ready. Every time we have a live stream, you're more than willing to comment. Please leave a comment. We'd like to discuss this. Let's get some ideas popping. Let's get some, some banter going. Tell us if we miss something, we'll gladly try to express it. And like I said, donate, donate, donate. Donate to the Brothers Foundation in the link right there above you. If you're looking at it, you see the link. Donate. We are helping these black boys in the city of Chicago be able to transition from high school to black colleges be in black internships by black companies and come out and bring back their funds and their skills and their resources back to the black community. Yes, yes. So donate, donate, donate. Please. Donate, donate, donate. Whether it's one dollar, five, ten, fifteen, twenty, a hundred, whatever you can pull out your pockets, donate to the cause because that is where real black leadership first starts. Yes, yeah. And like I said, it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So if you're a small business or you want some tax deductions, you can donate and we will send you the letter saying that you are now donated to the brothers and you can deduct it on your taxes. So it's a real thing, people. We're trying to keep religious with y'all because you know, we keep religious with us. I'm Dante Chase Bridges. I'm Steven City P. Watts. And on that note, we up out of here. Peace.